internet, welcome to Film Theory, the show that'll stay up all night thinking about unanswered mysteries from our favorite nostalgic movies, and in the morning, we're making waffles. You know, I'm not exactly sure why Shrek became the anointed meme lord of the internet, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't appreciate all the good work that he's doing out here. From the riffs on All Star, to the memes, both dancing and dank, to the postmodern masterpiece of animated horror that is Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life. Anyway, looking back at these movies for today's theory, I gotta say that I can relate to Shrek much more now than I did as a kid. His favorite activity is quiet time at home, he finds parenting to be rewarding yet exhausting, and he's gassy. Seriously, these movies make a huge deal about ogre farts. I mean, from the opening seconds, we see him fart in a pond and kill a bunch of fish. When Shrek and Donkey are approaching the dragon's den, Donkey notes a foul stench. Man, you gotta warn somebody before you just crack one off. My mouth was opening everything. And assumes that it was a Shrek cheek sneak, but Shrek corrects him. Believe me, Donkey, if it was me, you'd be dead. And it's not just limited to Shrek either. Fairies start suffocating when Shrek and Fiona power their own personal hot tub in Shrek 2, and when Shrek is telling Donkey about ogres in the constellations, his example is Bloodnut the Flatulent, who made farmers run away from his stench. There's Bloodnut the Flatulent. <laughs> You can guess what he's famous for. <laughs> Alright, now I know you're making this up. All this seems to point to the idea that ogre farts aren't just unpleasant, they're downright deadly. And if you're me and you run an online show dedicated to taking the stupid questions that pop into your head when you consume media way too seriously, you immediately think, huh, I'm gonna dedicate an episode to the deadliness of ogre gas. So today I'm asking the questions that really matter. When we say silent but deadly, how literal are we being? Can farts kill? And if so, what would account for Shrek's particularly potent poots? Some people out there in the world find their calling by trying to cure diseases or fighting injustices to protect the weak. Mine is examining the science of fictional ogre farts. <laughs> Doesn't mean I've squandered my life, guys. It just means that I have many diverse interests. Theorists, like ogres and onions, have many layers. To start off, let's just ask the basic question. Can farts kill? Well, yes and no. It just depends on what exactly you're asking. I would assume most people asking this sort of question would be thinking along the lines of smells being so bad that they kill you. And to that, the answer is no. Remember, the sensation of a smell is just the olfactory glands in our noses sending signals up to our brain to process what we're sniffing. And while I've been in some rank-smelling public restrooms before, at no point will the interaction of the scent molecules that I'm smelling, the smell receptors, and the signals to my brain cause me death. But that's not to say that bad smells can can kill. You see, all smells need a source, and bad smells are usually a warning sign that you're in the presence of some sort of dangerous gas. The poison gas hydrogen sulfide, for instance, smells like rotten eggs. The body has evolved to acknowledge these smells as bad because they're dangerous. That said, even good smells can kill. Cyanide famously smells like bitter almonds. Mustard gas, a blister agent used on the battlefields during World War I, reportedly had a nice, sweet, spicy aroma of garlic, onions, and horseradish. Basically, Mustard gas smelled like mustard, go figure. Another blister agent developed around the same time, lewisite smells like geraniums, the flowers. So the phrase, your nose knows, yeah, your nose don't know nothing. Take the time to stop and smell the roses, sure, but be warned, the scent of those roses might actually be a deadly World War One era gas attack. So what about the gases in Shrek's farts? Well, we're gonna need some more information about Shrek's butt trumpet. I mean, sure, he stinks, but in what way? In order to confirm whether the gas is leaving his little hiney hole might actually be deadly, we need some indicator as to how his digestive system is working. I mean, if we could smell what was going on, that would 
give us some solid clues, but unfortunately, or fortunately in this case, smell-o-vision just doesn't exist. No one wants to be that immersed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we've hit ourselves a roadblock. How do you measure something that's invisible and only happens in a fictional cartoon on screen? Well, quite frankly, we don't. At least, we don't measure his farts. Instead, we have the next best thing, his burps. Early on in the first Shrek movie, we see Shrek light a match and then burp on it to create a little flamethrower that he uses to light his fireplace. Now, for most humans, igniting a fart is a thing that you can, but probably shouldn't do. That's because many of the gases in a fart, such as hydrogen, sulfide, and methane, are flammable byproducts of the stomach digesting food. But burps don't work like that. Burps and farts are not the same thing. Burps are caused by excess pressure in the stomach, when we swallow a lot of air, mostly by eating or drinking too quickly. So to alleviate that pressure, some of the gas comes right back up. The chemical composition of that gas, though, isn't gonna contain any of the compounds from the digestive process. It's basically just gonna be a lot of air. Nitrogen, oxygen, and carbon dioxide. A gas cocktail that isn't normally flammable. Which is good, because if it was, then blowing out your birthday candles would be a much more scarring process. And all of this just goes to prove the age-old saying, why burp and fight it when you can fart and ignite it. That said, for Shrek, based on this flammable burp, these normal rules don't seem to apply. There's a little clue in the shot of him burping on the match, though. The flame that's produced by his burp burns a bright yellowish-orange, which means that the burp is likely high in hydrogen gas. If the burning gas were methane, for instance, then the flame would have come out as blue. So it seems like we're onto something here. Shrek's gas, even before it reaches the end of its digestive journey, is highly flammable. And that has ramifications at his other end. A typical human fart is mostly made up of nitrogen, which makes sense given that the air we breathe is almost 80% nitrogen. So if Shrek's burps are toxic, then by proxy, his butt burps would be too. So then that begs the question of what could be causing Shrek's corrosive belches to begin with? Well, it can only be one of a few things. The air he's breathing, the food he's consuming, or he's just got a different body chemistry. So let's start putting these things to the test. We get hints as to what Shrek eats, from eyeballs to slugs to spiderwebs, swamp toad soup, fisheye tartar, you name it. But it's far from a comprehensive list. Instead, after watching through these movies again, I think the answer to this whole dilemma has been staring at us in the face from the very beginning. It's not not necessarily what Shrek is eating and drinking and breathing, but where it's coming from. What are you doing in my swamp? Shrek very famously lives isolated in his swamp, and we get a pretty good look at the way he lives in that opening montage from the beginning of the first movie. He swims in murky ponds, he tidies up sludge with his bare hands, he even bathes in and gargles with swamp mud. At no point do we see him or the swamp have any kind of fresh running water. And yeah, sticklers, I know we hear the sound of the out house flushing. Oh, 
but where do you think that's going? Do you expect this swamp to have full indoor plumbing? Spoiler alert, it's probably just going back into the same old swamp, which only strengthens my point here. The TLDR here is that marsh and swamp ecosystems contain tons and tons of anaerobic bacteria, all working to break down dead or decaying organic matter. Stuff like fish that have been farted to death, or sludge that contains dead bugs and ogre turds. All of that produces inorganic compounds, most notably methane and hydrogen sulfide, both of which are pretty darn stinky, and more importantly, deadly. Marsh gases like hydrogen sulfide can spontaneously ignite if subjected to sunbursts of heat. If Shrek is breathing these gases all the time, which presumably he is since he lives there, and if his diet consists of food and water that's abnormally rich in hydrogen sulfide, which again makes a lot of sense because he lives there and never leaves, then it is reasonable to conclude that his burps and farts are going to contain a much higher concentration of these gases, and that would explain everything. For one, if Shrek is burping up hydrogen, it would explain the orangish-yellow color of the fire that he creates with his belch. And if hydrogen sulfide is a major component of his farts, we get ourselves the good old two-for-one. Hydrogen sulfide reeks of rotten eggs. It's the part of our own farts that smell so bad. But in human farts, it's only about 1% or less of the volume of our own thunder from down under. But with Shrek, it makes perfect sense to assume that the concentration of the stink is gonna be higher. And is elevated levels of hydrogen sulfide dangerous? You bet. The Rotten egg smell in a fart generally indicates a concentration of about 30 parts per million. But if Shrek can somehow manage to hit a thousand parts per million, something that seems doable given his diet and strange body chemistry, then he could send Donkey into a coma with a single breath of the stuff. Shrek's crack symphonies in the open air would definitely be unpleasant, but when he emits them in a confined space, like he does with the fish at the beginning of the movie, and as he would have with Donkey right behind him as they approach Dragon's Keep, taking a big Big ol' whiff would mean an immediate, not-so-happily-ever-after. Still not convinced? Well, there's one other major clue that's been hiding in plain sight. Shrek tells Donkey at the outset of their journey that ogres are like onions, presumably because they have layers. But you know what food causes significant production of hydrogen sulfide? That's right, onions. When Shrek explains that ogres are like onions, he is eating an onion. And Donkey's first guess about how they're similar is actually more right than any of them would have expected. <laughs> They stink? Yes. No. Donkey knew the truth the whole time. But hey, that's just a theory. A film theory. And cut.